everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day from 10 a.m. to noon on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. Two full hours of the Mark K Show starts right now. All right, well, so uh, so we uh, we got a new quarterback. That's exciting. Welcome to Jacksonville, Nick Foles. Here's a friendly message for the Jaguars' newest team member. Welcome to Jacksonville. Try not to get shot. That's a, that's a, that's a friendly reminder for the old team members, too, and anyone, really, who uh, is moving into town. Just watch your, watch your back. You're ready to duck. If you hear something that sounds like a gunshot, it probably is. That's, 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 that's the one lesson that I always tell people about Jacksonville. You know how, like, sometimes somebody drops a plate or a garage door slams, and you go, whoa, that sounded like a gunshot. Here in Jacksonville, if, if, if it looks like a gunshot and it sounds like a gunshot, quack, quack, quack. Uh, it's a gunshot. Yeah, Nick Foles, $88 million deal to come and helm the Jacksonville Jaguars for the next four years or until he turns Blake Bortles. You know, Jacksonville is an interesting place. The Jaguars organization, love him, been a season ticket holder forever. But uh, but it's the place where good quarterbacks come to become really bad quarterbacks. Hopefully we can break that trend with, uh, with Nick Foles um, as he starts off the next season here in 2019. Also, another word of advice just from somebody who's lived through a lot of the tumultuous Jaguar decisions and a lot of the and a lot of the drama of the past couple of years, Nick. If anybody suggests kneeling at any time during the national anthem, just don't just stand. Just don't do it. Just say, yeah, you know what? I'm OK standing. I'm OK on my feet. I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be fine right here. So so just just don't worry about that. Um, and also, you know, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, there's a lot, a lot of time to get to the state. There's always a lot of traffic and construction on 95. Anyway, 855-765-1045. If you have any advice for our new quarterback, Nick Foles, if there's anything about Jacksonville that you feel he really should know, if you're like, guy, you know what? This guy's new to town. He's got a family. He needs some advice. There's one, if there's one thing about this city that somebody who's coming here, brand new, who's about to become a huge celebrity, if not already is. What is that one piece of advice about Jacksonville you would like to give to our brand new quarterback, Nick Foles? But you know what you should do? Leave us an open mic message. Go to our open mic uh, feature on our mobile app. It's on News 104.5. You can download it on iTunes. You can download it on the Google Play Store. And you can send us an open mic message and let us know what you think. Nick Foles is a winner. He has won a Super Bowl. You build a team around him. He's going to bring a Super Bowl to Jacksonville. All right. So, dear Nick Foles, you've got a lot of pressure. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot riding on your $88 million contract because everybody's like, well, he did it in Philadelphia. Damn well better do it here. I hope you're ready to carry a whole team on your back because that's what you're going to need to do to get us to the championship or a Super Bowl. 
So there, so there you go. Mixed bag, mixed bag of people who are really excited and people who are not really quite convinced that this is going to be the beginning of uh, amazing things here in here in Jacksonville. Anyway, that that contract's supposed to be signed, I guess, today or tomorrow. And then the uh, the other the flip side of that is that we say goodbye to our old buddy Blake Bortles, who you know. I'm sure, I, I hope we'll land on his feet somewhere uh, and do something, uh, something you know, better than he did here. Anyway, that's it. That's my parting wish for you. Anyway, so we've got all of that going on. We've got a brand new quarterback. It's really exciting. If you haven't yet gotten a call from the Jaguars organization asking you about renewing your tickets or purchasing new season tickets, don't worry. That call is coming. I got mine yesterday. Uh, so they will they will be milking this big announcement for all that it's worth. They're going to be milking this big announcement for all that it's worth. And what we uh, what we've seen is that uh, what we've seen that is that, you know, hopefully he'll be able to do. Hopefully he'll be able to do in Jacksonville what he did in Philadelphia. So that's it. Uh, also, we have we also have uh, very interesting news about Nancy Pelosi, who has said has basically taken impeachment totally off the table. There's the woman who campaigned on impeachment and had all of her underlings campaign on impeachment. And the one who said, we need to impeach Donald Trump. Impeachment is basically our number one priority. Adam Schiff, who said, we are going to just spend the next two years investigating every aspect of Donald Trump. The party, the party that sent out 81 different letters to 81 different individuals, all of whom are either related to, know, have worked with, or currently work for Donald Trump, the Trump Organization, and the Trump administration. All 81 of those people got letters saying, excuse me, we're going to need you on Capitol Hill to come and answer some questions. And now impeachment is off the table. That's She said, basically, he's not worth it. Impeachment is so divisive to the country, says Nancy Pelosi, that unless there's something so compelling and overwhelming and bipartisan, I don't think we should go down that path because it divides the country and he's just not worth it now. That's what she said. As we know, with politicians and especially Democratic or liberal politicians like Nancy Pelosi, we know that what they say and what they mean are typically two very different things. And the best thing you can do is look at this statement from Nancy Pelosi and realize what this means at its core. This is what what this means. Let's take it word for word. Let's take it word for word at the core. Here's what this means. Here's what this means from Nancy Pelosi. Number one. It means that the Russian collusion investigation is dead. There is nothing there is nothing in this Russian collusion uh, investigation from Mueller. Nothing at all that they were able to find, nothing at all that they were able to nothing at all that they were able to prove. There's nothing at all. There's nothing at all that they can use to co- to pull up impeachment. There's nothing at all that they can say, oh, yeah, this is this is going to happen. He broke this law. He colluded with Russia. He's a traitor. There's nothing at all that what that they can take that they were hoping for. I mean, this is, again, what they this is what they placed all of their faith in. There's nothing that they can do to prove that Donald Trump did anything wrong. Also, they say, and this is very important, there's got to be something so compelling and overwhelming and bipartisan. Because they realize in this whole border issue with Donald Trump calling a national emergency and them not being able to get enough votes to override a veto. 
what they realize is maybe for the first time since the election is that they are not the only ones in charge of the country, that it is still a two party system, that they cannot just do whatever they want willy nilly, that they do need Republican votes, that they do need Republican support, that something's got to be so ridiculously and blatantly bipartisan, like you just no matter what party you're part of, you see this as a problem, as as a crime, as treason, as an impeachable offense. And they just realized that they don't have that. They don't have it. And if they continue down this path, and this is the most important thing, this is the most important thing, is that they are in full election mode. They're sending out, as we saw yesterday, they're sending out all of these polls about socialism. They're trying to find out what the young people of this country want. They're trying to find out if they really want free health care. Is that the number one issue? What about this free college tuition? They want to know about this, about this, uh, you know, like permanent wage, this, this, this general living, uh, you know, $1,000 wage that everybody gets just for being here. Okay, that's the one thing that they're, you know, they're trying to figure out what their what their their pressure points are, what the pain points are, what's going to bring in the moderates, what's going to bring in the voters. And that's what they're doing. I, I assume somewhere there was some kind of study that we're not privy to yet about impeachment. And I imagine because Nancy Pelosi will do will rarely do anything unless she thinks it's going to be good for her and her party. I imagine somewhere there is some kind of poll that we have not seen that is not out in the public, that will never be made public, that tells Nancy Pelosi that Democrats, that liberals, that socialists, that all the people that she is trying to bring together in 2020 to garner enough support for whomever they put forward to take over the presidency and probably the uh, the Senate as well, that she read some kind of poll, got some kind of insider information. That impeachment is the wrong move. That impeachment is poison to her political efforts. That impeachment is not at all what anybody in her party wants. Because really, that kind of information, it it doesn't matter what Donald Trump says. It doesn't matter what the media says. It doesn't matter what anyone says. That kind of information, that would be the only thing that would have her take this off the table. Donald, he's just not worth it. They, she doesn't care about it. The one thing she wants Donald Trump to do is be impeached. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We got some of your phone calls, some of your open mic messages coming up. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. You know how in high school when you were fixing to fight some dude and you really knew that you couldn't beat him, there was no chance? What would you say? Oh, he's not worth it. Yeah. Thanks, Nancy. You know you don't have a chance. That's like uh, that's just so true. You like get up in somebody's face and you're talking smack. You're like, come on, what you got to do? What you gonna do about it? Come on, you got a problem? Come on, you gonna, gonna hit me? Let's go, let's go, you and me. And then uh, you realize you're gonna get cream. She's like, oh, you know what? You're not worth it. And you turn around and walk away because uh, <laughs> because you realize you're about to get your butt handed to you. Uh, maybe, maybe that's what Nancy Pelosi doing. You know, there's two ways to look at this Nancy Pelosi situation, and I'll explain them to you here in just a minute. First, let's get some of these phone calls because a lot of people have been already waiting. And, and thank you so much for calling in eight five five seven six. Five one zero four five. Ken on the west side. What's up, Ken? How are you? Good morning, Mark. Short time listener, long time caller. Absolutely, I appreciate that. <laughs> what do you want to say? Well, you know, uh, you and a bunch of other radio hosts are incorrectly uh, calling people who support the Democrat Party Democratic. Democratic is our method of election. The supporters of the Democrat Party are Democrats. Did I say Democratic? I apologize for that. I didn't want to insult you or anyone else 
who uh, who believes in the Democratic Republic that we put forward here in our country. Just thank Governor Rick Scott for that. No, I definitely. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for calling. And you're right. There is there is a differentiation. And I've tried to explain that to my kid. You know, and it, it does get confusing for a lot of people because Democrats uh, are, are a party. Democratic is what our elections are. The Republic is what our go- our government is actually is. It's not a democracy. And people, they all get they all get the people are all really confused by that. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. So there's a couple of things, a couple of ways you can look at this Nancy Pelosi statement. Number one, you can look at her saying impeachment is off the table and you could do you could look at it as a major win for Donald Trump. But I don't think you should, because as we know, the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi do not want Donald Trump to win at any cost. So I think I think really what we see with this is there's one of two ways to look at it. Number one. It's like a double knot spy, you know, when Nancy Pelosi is trying to maybe she has something or maybe she's waiting to bring impeachment around or maybe she wants to get the votes. Maybe she realizes I've got the goods to impeach Donald Trump, but I just don't have the votes. So we're going to pull impeachment off the table for now. We're going to win some votes, uh, you know, in in the next election. And then what we're going to do is we're going to come back once we have more power in the House and the Senate. And then we're going to smack him with whatever we have. Maybe that could be it. Maybe she's like retreating only to advance sometime in the future. Like, you know, like it's like it's super duper, like like covert kind of elusiveness. That could be one way to look at it. And I know a lot of people don't trust Nancy Pelosi as far as they can throw her. And even though she only weighs 82 pounds, a lot of us can't really throw her that far. So there is that. And you do need to watch your back and you need to make sure she's not being a double agent. But the other thing is. You know, they don't want Donald Trump to win. They want Donald Trump to lose, but they also don't want themselves to lose because the only thing that would hurt Nancy Pelosi more than Donald Trump winning is Nancy Pelosi losing. She doesn't want to lose power in the House. She definitely doesn't want to lose her speakership. And they don't want to lose another election uh, for the presidency of the United States of America. They want crazy Bernie to be the executive. They want Joe Biden to be the they want some old rich white dude, ironically, to be the next president of the United States. That's what they're pushing for. And I believe that this whole statement by Nancy Pelosi means that she got some kind of super secret polling information that she got some because they've got people working around the clock, man, the media working around the clock pollsters working around the clock people at you know all these different agencies calling you up and going online and the folks at google google and facebook are in the back pocket of the of the of the democratic of the democrat party pardon me and they want to make sure that they get their way come 2020 so i'm not i'm not doubting them for a minute that they all called nancy pelosi on her super secret spy phone and said hey look impeachment bad news for you People don't like the word. They don't like the idea. It's divisive. Uh, it's going to be a failure. You need to come up with some kind of issue. You need to run on. You need to run on the issues. You need to run on on what you're going to do for the country. You need to keep 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 hammering away at socialism because that's what the kids these days want. They don't care about impeachment and they don't want it. They want a new president who is who is who is democratically elected uh, and then will destroy democracy in this country and turn it into a into a socialist, uh, you know, socialist society eight five ironically eight five five seven six five one oh four five we got a we got a mary jim barry everybody else who's calling in right now hang tight ones that we got adam doing the news we got traffic and weather and then we're going to come back and get to your phone calls and your open mic messages this is the mark k show more coming up next on news 104.5 wokv 
got to get Mark Clay more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark Clay. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark Clay Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Welcome, Mr. Nick Foles. Jacksonville is awesome, but don't forget to come sightsee down in St. Augustine. That's exactly right. You got St. Augustine, you got uh, you got Palatka, you've got the you got the beaches, you know, you got to cross the ditch. You got to get to the beach. In fact, we were my wife and I were discussing it's like, where do you think Nick Foles will live? Do you think he'll live in our neighborhood? I was like, absolutely not. If I had 88 million dollars, I wouldn't live in our neighborhood. <laughs> I would go to Bonavidra and buy myself like, you know, 8 miles of private beach. That's where I'd live. 88 million dollars? There's there's like three places he's going to live and none of them are anywhere near my house. I can tell you that much. Uh but congratulations, Nick Foles. A lot of people really excited that you're here a lot of people uh, couldn't care less but you know uh, either way uh, you're you're let's say let's just say it's a little bit of an upgrade hey somebody give blake bortles a baseball glove maybe he'll do like team tebow <laughs> that's horrible but why are you gonna kick a guy when he's down 855-765-1045 uh speaking of kicking a guy when he's down nancy pelosi has decided not to kick donald trump anymore with the impeachment process she says he's just not worth it just not worth it. It's, it's divisive. Impeachment is so divisive to the country that unless there's something compelling and overwhelming and bipartisan, I don't think we should go down that path, which is weird because this is a path they've been walking down. It's like they started walking down the path and then somebody decided to Google map the thing and they realized this is the wrong path. This who's Wait, well, this is not at all where we want to go. And now they have to turn around and go back. Mary in Jacksonville. How are you, Mary? What do you want to say? Hey, Mark. Yeah, along those same lines, uh, you know, like I was thinking that, you know, she said she doesn't want to impeach him because it's too divisive, but then she goes on to make the most divisive comment ever by saying, you know, but, you know, he's just not worth it. <laughs> and I think that that's what gets the country stirred up, and it's okay if she keeps making those comments. I like it because just to stir up everybody, all the independents more to not vote for the Democrats. Yeah, I mean, and they, I, I think, you know, and she does, I think she's, I mean, I hate to say it, but she's a lot smarter than the rest of them. And she knows when to pull back and when to put the, you know, put her foot on the gas. And it is ironic. The irony is, is not lost on a lot of people that Nancy Pelosi, the one who said, hey, let's negotiate the budget. By the way, you're getting zero dollars for your border wall. And Donald Trump came back and said, all right, how about you give me a little bit? She goes, zero dollars. You're never get her, her exact words. You're never getting any money for a wall. Her and Chuck Schumer both promised that. In the end, that wasn't true, but that was a pretty divisive statement going into a budget negotiation. I mean, this when you're in the middle of a shutdown, that is a divisive statement. You're basically dividing the country. You're telling the president, we're not negotiating. We are not going to do anything that you want. We don't, we're not interested in hearing your side of the story. We're just going to try to railroad you. That's pretty divisive. That's divisive. That's dividing people. And now she's saying, you know what? Impeachment is really divisive. Um, what it means is impeachment is not the right tact to win an election. Impeachment did not process well with the Democratic, with the Democrat voters. Impeachment did not process well with the, with the liberal population of the United States of America. When we ran issues through our funnel and our filter, when we looked at all of our polling data, we realized impeachment, bad news for us. So we're gonna, you know what? We're gonna, it's divisive. We're not gonna, we're not gonna go down that road. Jim in Palm Coast, how are you, Jim? Good morning, Mark. How are you? Doing great, man. Oh, good. What do you want to say, Jim? Hey, I'm just, you know, 
I used to be a Republican. I am so, so tired of our Republican Party. Yeah. But we are we are allowing the Democrats to come at us and hit us and hit us and hit us. And we're falling on the ropes like Muhammad Ali. Now, I'm hoping that one of these days we're actually going to come back, pull a rope of dope and throw something <laughs> back at, at the Democrats. Yeah. This is just unbelievable. They're they're As an analogy, they're hitting below the belt even. And yeah. nobody's calling you. And it's just, it's beyond infuriating. But yeah, it, the American people, I, I, I truly, truly believe in my soul that there is an undercurrent that is a, a very positive Trump force that the people don't understand in this country. But anybody on the Internet can see it. It's there. You can feel it in people's tensions. And I'm, I really feel confident that Trump will continue. But the Democrats are really putting out their true face. And it's it's unbelievable. And at 61 years old, I am very, very sad for our country. No, I like you. You bring up some interesting points. The Republican rope-a-dope is an interesting concept that we're just getting hit and hit and hit. And, you know, you're hoping we come back out and hit, you know, pretty hard. The Republican Party, that's not their L.O. That's not how they do things. The Republican Party, they basically they come up with an agenda. Uh, they let the Democrats railroad it and then they apologize before they get steamrolled in the press and have to, you know, apologize for something. Donald Trump and, and Donald Trump. And I think people are realizing this more and more. And this is where this is where the real divide is because you know people oh there's a people always say there's a divide in the democratic party you know aoc and nancy pelosi hate each other there's the moderates versus the socialists you know that's going to tear them apart there's a you know the republican party has already been torn apart and donald trump was the one that ripped it he forced the republican party two years ago to take a stand are you with me or are you against me and he had his Donald Trump supporters. He had the people that came out and helped him get elected and helped support his claims. He has a, a group of Republicans who I believe it, deep in their heart of hearts are have the strength and the wherewithal and the pride and the love of America and the genuine concern for the United States of America that Donald Trump does. Then there are the never Trumpers who are basically scared of the Democrats and really need to be removed from office. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. But the rope dope. I mean, look, you don't have to you don't have to fear for the country. Because I spend a lot of time on social media, too, and I spend a lot of time on Twitter and Facebook. And, and you know, it's, I mean, they pay me to do it. So I have to. I mean, I'm, I'm there. But the thing I've noticed is that whenever every now and then people let it slip that they that they are that they're happy with the way the country is going every now and then people who you think might not be political, people who you think might not be uh, Republican or conservative or Trump supporters, those people, they just can't help. But let something slip, you know, whether it's whether it's them getting a, a bigger tax refund or having few, less taxes taken out of their paycheck. And they and they have that sheer joy, you know, oh, my gosh, this this new tax policy is great. I have more money in my paycheck and they put it on Facebook or Twitter. And all of a sudden you see that gleam, you know, you see them go, whoa, maybe there is. Maybe there is something to this this conservative uh, tax policy. Maybe there is something to to less government, smaller government. Maybe there is something to giving people more money and allowing them to invest in their lives the way they want. Maybe that is the way America should be. You know, you see little glimmers of it in the statements that people make on the vacations that they take, the way they're excited again about the, their future, the way they have a job. You know, you even see it in the media when some people are like, well, you know, 22,000 new jobs, that's way less than the 100,000 new jobs we had in December. Okay, guess what? It's still 22,000 new jobs. So you're going to see a lot more of this coming up and bubbling up in the next two years. So I wouldn't be worried about it. Look, and I'll, I'll be, I'm right there with you. 
when you say that the Republican Party's getting getting clamored and you're you're sick and tired of it, and you don't even want to call yourself. I don't even like I said yesterday. You know, I said yesterday. I said this. this there's a new battle. And the new battle is not black versus white, Republican versus Democrat, liberal versus conservative. It is socialism and capitalism. It all boils down once again to money and who's in control of it. And if you want to be in control of your money, if you want to take your paycheck and say, mm, I'll save this much and I'll I'll blow this much on on, you know, on 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 Paps Blue Ribbon and, and NASCAR tickets. Or if you want to take your money and say, you know what, I'm going to save all of it and I'm going to live frugally and I'm going to invest in 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 private health care because that's really important to me. And I have a history of health problems and I want to make sure that I don't die prematurely of some kind of horrible illness. Or if you say to yourself, I you know what, don't want to go to college, so I'm not going to go to college and I'm going to use that money to to build my own small business. And because I'm building a small business, I don't want to be taxed as much. I want to get tax breaks. I want to be able to, uh, you know, get a tax deduction. I want to be able to hire people at a fair wage, not a forced, overdrawn minimum wage that the socialists want me to pay because they feel like everybody should get a fair shake whether they do the work or not. If you're that kind of person, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Wiccan, doesn't matter. You're a capitalist and you're going to be going against the socialists and the socialists are the ones that are taking over the Democrat Party. They're still calling themselves Democrats. But when you when you pull off that, hello, my name is Democrat badge, it's a socialist underneath eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Quick break. We got some more of your phone calls. We got a bunch of your open mic messages coming up. This is the Mark K show on News 104.5 WOKV. Get to the gym and do a lot of cardio because you're going to be doing a lot of running. That's a, that is that is a signature of Jacksonville Jaguar quarterbacks. Is they got to run a lot. Don't worry, Nick. The only place to go in Jacksonville is up. That is all. That is all. That is also true. <laughs> hey, you know when you start with nothing, you know you win one game and we're, we're pretty much you're almost uh you're almost uh, even. Gail from Jacksonville, how are you, Gail? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing today, Mark? Doing great. Thank you so much for calling the Marcation. What do you want to say? Listen, well, I have uh, an own little theory about Nancy Pelosi oh, and okay, why yeah. she's uh, taking this trip. Um, I think that she is just so exhausted right now, just dealing with the, the three party members, the new the newbies that just came on board. Yeah. Um, you know, two of them are under scrutiny, and one is under legal scrutiny. And I really think that she's she might be trying to distance herself because they're creating such a turmoil within her world. Hmm. And she might be taking a step back when, you know, all that may be dealt with or not dealt with. But I think she's probably just taken back and rebooting hmm. you know, within within herself, within her within her own mind, how everything's going to how she's going to work everything. Interesting. All right. That's a great that. You know what? That's an interesting point. And uh, that's something that, you know, I, I I don't know. I don't know if she's tired because, I mean, do robots really get tired? That's the, that's the question. Um, you know, well, or just, the three, just with the three of them. Yeah, I guess. You you're know, right. Just, just dealing with the three of them because they're own like in the, this little nutshell. that's like a thorn in her foot. 
Hmm. I mean, it, it could be that. I mean, look, the, here's the thing. The older you get, the longer you're in politics, the more annoying, uh, the more annoying it becomes. And I assume that if you if you have a set way of doing things or a way that you've done things your entire life and now all of a sudden uh, these new kids come along and they think they own the joint. You know, they think they know some way that's better. They exactly. think, they, you know, exactly. they, yeah, it could be a problem. But impeachment is not just something that the new kids wanted. Impeachment is something that I think all the Democrats wanted, every single one of them. Every single Democrat, when Donald Trump got elected the day after, thought to themselves, "Okay, how the hell do we get this guy out of here? There's got to be something. We've got to figure out a way to impeach him. And it's not just it's not just Nancy Pelosi. It's not just, you know, AOC and Omar. What's her name? And the and the girl who called him a mother father. It's all of the I'm pardon me, the woman who called him a mother father, because if I say girl, that's the meaning. Uh, But yeah, so basically all of them. Yeah, they want impeachment, but they want other stuff more. And Nancy Pelosi now has to, um, you know, she has to realize that it, I mean, I think it's the whole party. So what I think is happening is they now realize that impeachment is not going to work. They're not going to get the votes on the right. And this whole thing with Rand Paul and this whole thing with, you know, they look, they took a, a solid look at this thing with Donald Trump overstepping his executive orders and overstepping his boundaries, uh, you know, where he said, hey, look, I'm going to uh, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to take all this money. And I'm going to build my border wall, my border wall, because we have an issue at the border and you refuse to acknowledge it. You refuse to say, yeah, you're right. We do have a crisis at the border uh, and we're not going to give you any money for it. You know, so so he's going to take the money. And what happened was you had a couple. You had a couple of uh, of Republicans come over enough to maybe, you know, override uh, the or to uh, to vote against rather the initial bill. But in the end, when it comes to a veto, they realize they have nowhere near the number of votes, nowhere near the number of votes that they need to get the whole thing done. So what they've got to do is they've got to uh, they've got to make sure that they're not chasing a, a bone that they can't catch. They're try, they've got to make sure that they're not pushing an agenda that nobody wants. And I think what's happening is that these people on the left, they are looking. They are looking long and hard at every single thing that they can that they can run on in the next election in 2020. They're looking at health care. They're looking at, uh, you know, should we just pay everybody money for being alive? They're looking at free college. They're looking at open borders. They're looking at what is the number one issue for people on the left. And right now, uh, impeachment doesn't seem to be like it's one of them. So now what's Nancy Pelosi going to do? Come out and say, hey, you know what? We pulled our voters and they said uh, no to impeachment. No, she's going to say, you know what? We looked at it and and he's just not worth it. He's just not worth it. Star, uh, star, star, 1045 is the number or 855-765-1045. Nancy Pelosi, she basically said, unless she's pulling, unless she's pulling a fast one, unless she's pulling a quickie, you know, unless she's doing something that is that is, maybe she's got some information. Maybe this Mueller report is going to do something. And she got the inside. Uh, she's got the inside scoop and she's just now waiting. You know, that's another opinion, too. If she realizes she doesn't have the votes in the Senate, if she realizes she needs more votes in the House, maybe she's waiting at till after the election. She's going to do her darndest to garner as much support to get as many new uh, Democrats in the offices that they need to be in so that when she does pull the trigger on impeachment, when they do put it on the table, they know that they will get the votes they need to finally get rid of Donald Trump. Seems to me like it would be much easier to just run a really great presidential election with issues that people 
care about and a candidate that isn't like 79 years old and crazy. But hey, I'm not a Democrat. What the hell do I know? Star Star 1045-855-765-1045. Quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Yeah, we got a new kid in town. Goes by the name of Nick Foles. Here's a friendly message for the Jaguars newest team member. Welcome to Jacksonville. Try not to get shot. <laughs> Unless it's with one of those t-shirt Gatling guns today. You know, uh, I'll tell you, man, I'm very excited. I know a lot of people could care less about the Jaguars and whatnot. Oh, by the way, Nick Foles, if you're listening, don't kneel. People hate that. People hate respect the flag because that's a, that's a big thing with, you know, well, most Americans. Uh, anyway, but uh, Nick Foles coming to Jacksonville, really exciting for the season. I could tell it was exciting because my son said he wanted to go to football games again. My son, I've never met a bigger football fan than my 12-year-old son. But for the last, uh, you know, half of the season, I would say, hey, you want to go to the game with me this week? And he'd be like, mm, nah, I'm good. I'm going to stay home and watch Red Zone. <laughs> I'm going to stay home and watch some winning teams instead. And I was like, oh. All right, and I felt bad for him because he lives in Jacksonville. He's a huge Green Bay fan, and last year both those teams were in the stinker. Uh, so it was it was a rough year. But now that Nick Foles is signed up as the starting quarterback, Nick Foles, the uh, Super Bowl MVP, Nick Foles, who twice uh, brought the Eagles back um, after his uh, after Carson Wentz got got injured and put them in the playoffs, put them in a position to win it all. Nick Foles is our new starting quarterback um, for the bargain basement price of only eighty eight million dollars. And again, it's, I mean, look, we've got a, we've got a really strong season too. If you're not a season ticket holder, if you've, if you're, if you're, you know, boycotting the Jaguars or if you're whatever, if you're one of those people that's still mad, or if you just haven't been to a game in a while or haven't thought about going, good season. Our home games this season include the Kansas City Chiefs, the LA Rams. Uh, you know, we have, well, who else are we playing? The New Orleans Saints are coming to town, which is phenomenally exciting. And, uh, and the London game is the Houston Texans. And who cares about that? I mean, we play them every year anyway. So look, it's going to be, it's going to be a really good, uh, home stretch. So I would definitely, you know, take another look at it. And you've got an MVP quarterback, uh, you know, helming the team. So hopefully, hopefully we can turn some things around. Now, the sad news is, of course, that this does come with a parting of the ways with our old quarterback, Blake Bortles, who a lot of people have come to know and love here in the city. And we do have an open mic with uh, advice for both uh, the old and the new, uh, which I will play for you. For Nick Foles, align yourself with a nonprofit or start a foundation in Jacksonville, and you will instantaneously have lots and lots of friends. For Blake Bortles, don't worry, Blake, you'll end up with a Super Bowl ring because everybody else that has been sent packing from the Jaguars always ends up at the Super Bowl. You know, there's a lot of truth, a lot of truth to that. Tom Coughlin has a couple Super Bowl rings. Uh, Dante Fowler, who just last year was cut midseason, went to the L.A. Rams and they lost in the Super Bowl, but at least they were there. I mean, think about that. You play for the Jacksonville Jaguars in one of their worst seasons ever. And then all of a sudden you show up for work one day and, and Doug Marone or, or, or David Caldwell, whomever says, Hey, uh, Dante, I need to talk to you in my office. And you walk into the office and you say, I mean, you look at the guy and you say, Hey, we're trading you to the LA Rams. 
I mean, is that usually a trade is something that 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 uh, players aren't looking forward to? But in that case, I have to I have to imagine he was really excited. Anyway, he ended up in the Super Bowl just like she said. And as far as the foundation goes, you know, Blake Bortles. I'll I'll, I'll tell you a true story about Blake Bortles when he first came to town, and it actually kind of goes along with the Players uh, Championship, which is happening TPC Sawgrass, which is happening this week. Um, starts today officially. There's the big the salute to service event, I believe, is tonight. And then we'll be broadcasting live at the players at the TPC uh, both Thursday and Friday. You can come out, see the Marque show live. Bring a couple sawgrass splashes, by the way, and we'll we'll get you right up to the front. That's like if you're if you're trying to get to the front or if you want to like get it, you know, get a hand handshake or a selfie or whatever. Sawgrass splash uh, definitely helps with that. Um, you know, two of them because the other Josh is going to be there too. But, the, but anyway, I digress. So when I when Blake Bortles first got to town, it was about like four or five years ago. The players every single year, what they do is um, right before they close off the course to prepare for the TPC, they do a charity event. And they get a bunch of different golfers out and celebrities. It's a celebrity charity event. And basically what happens is these celebrity charity golfers get to get to tee off and they get to play at the iconic 17th green, you know, 17th hole, the island green. It's very difficult. It's, it's, it's known the world over as one of the toughest and it's one of the most recognizable holes in golf is number 17 at the players. And what happens is uh, all of these golfers get to take two shots. Onto the green. Whoever comes closest gets $10,000 for their charity. And then whoever comes second closest gets like 5000 or something. Anyway, so they called me up. We we had our own charity, K's Kids. Still have it. We just started K's Kids back then. We were like this this small little charity, but we got in good with the players. And they said, we want you to come out. Uh, we want to represent K's Kids. We want you guys to have the opportunity to be part of this celebrity charity golf tournament. And I thought to myself, this is fantastic. I said, I'd love to come out. And try to, uh, try to hit a ball in the hole and, and win $10,000 for K's kids. And they said, Oh, um, we weren't actually thinking of you being the celebrity. We, we got somebody else. And I was slightly offended that, that they didn't want me to shoot in the celebrity tournament for my own charity. But I, I said, Oh, who did you get? And they said, We got Blake Bortles, the new quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I thought to myself, you know what? That's actually, I'm okay with that because he's a much bigger name than I am. So we went out there, my wife and I and the folks from K's Kids and uh, Dreams Come True, and we hung out. We met Blake Bortles, first time I ever met the guy, and he was very cordial. He was very nice. Uh, we were sitting there. We were talking about sports. I gave him a K's Kids hat, which he happily wore, and he went up there, and he, he represented our charity, and he, and he hit that ball, and it flew all the way onto the green and then rolled into the water. Not, you know, we, but we didn't fault him because he got two shots. And, you know, a lot of other people, Sam Cavaris was there, a couple of other folks, they all were hitting balls, um, you know, into the water as well. So I, di I didn't fault him that. Then his second shot, Blake Bortles gets up there and I'm like, you got it, buddy. And he's got his K's kids hat on and he goes, you know, and he, the ball flies and everyone starts cheering and we're like, woo. And that one didn't even make it to the green. That one just splash right into the water. So we were out. We won no money. We won no money. Fun fact, that year. Uh, that year, Jackson DeVille in his full costume. I mean, it, it come, he showed up as Jackson DeVille wearing the entire costume, wearing the head, wearing everything, got up there and hit the ball seven inches from the hole and beat every, beat professional golfers, beat Fred Funk, beat Sam Cavaris, beat Blake Bortles, beat everybody else who was out there. Uh, you know, our own, uh, you know, uh, I think Dan Haken was there too. 
All these folks, he beat them out in his costume, and he won $10,000 for his charity. So Blake Bortles, nicest guy. From day one, very helpful, very cool. You know, did a lot. Now, the next year, we wanted him to do it again, but by then he'd realized, hey, there's something to this charity thing, and he'd already started his own charity. So we, we, not, only got, we, not, only got, we not only got cut off from Blake Bortles, but we got cut off from the entire event, and we haven't been invited back since. So what, that's fine. Whatever. We have our poker tournament now. We raised tons of cash, and we're still able to help some kids. But, uh, but uh, look, Blake Bortles is a great guy, and we do wish him well. Uh, and, like you, and like that lady said, he'll probably end up on his feet. Although I will say this, one negative thing about Blake Bortles, that same day, I got up to him and I started talking to him. And I was like, hey, are you nervous? He's like, no, I'm not nervous. And so I started talking crap about everyone else. And I was like, Sam Kavaris, that guy's too old. He probably can't even see the pin from here. And I was like, you know, who else is here? Uh, who else is that guy? Oh, that was like Jackson DeVille. He's a, he's a Jaguar. He can't hit anything. And I went like basically through every single golfer and in, in, a, in an effort to inspire Blake Bortles, I basically smack talked everyone else there. Later on, I found out that Blake Bortles was mic'd up for the event, and they put together a little video of it for the Jaguars website, and you can hear my voice on the video, and I'm like, great, now they've recorded me talking smack about pretty much every other celebrity in Jacksonville, and he didn't even have the decency to be like, hey, dude, I'm wearing a micro, I'm wired, I'm wearing a wire, watch what you say, anyway. Uh, that that was that. So anyway, the players this weekend. We've got uh, we've got two days where we're broadcasting live. Come see us Thursday and Friday. We got to take a quick break. More on Nick Foles. And Nick Foles is coming to town. If you have some advice for him, whether it's about the Jaguars, whether it's about football, whether it's about Jacksonville, what's the one thing in Jacksonville he must do? What's the one thing in Jacksonville he should avoid at all costs? What advice do you give to somebody who shows up in town? to be the new quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, and has $88 million in his pocket. What would you tell the guy? 855-765-1045, or you can leave us an open mic message. Uh, use our News 104.5 mobile app. This is the Mark K Show. Quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Mark K, you are right. It is the Democratic Party. It began in 1828, and the Republicans began in 1854. Love the show. Hey, thanks, and thanks for that history. You know, I think the Republic, there have been, like, a lot of different names, too, and I've been trying to explain this to my kid because, for whatever reason, you know what it is? He reads those Rush Limbaugh books, the uh, Rush Revere series, and it's it's shocking how how uh, historically, I guess, informative they are because he knows more about it. I mean, he knows more about everything than I do, but I'll ask him questions about this, and then he comes to me the other day. He goes, hey, Daddy, uh, are you a Federalist? And I go, well, nobody's been a Federalist for like 200 years. But I mean, if I if the Federalist Party still existed, um, the answer would be hell no, I'm not. So uh, so that's something that's about. But if you have kids and um, they want and they like uh, to read or they want to learn about American history, I would definitely recommend those Rush Revere books, because like I said, my kid, is just, I mean, read all of them straight through and loves them and knows knows a lot. I mean, they are historically uh, informative and accurate. Hey, Ben from Yuli, how are Yuli? Hi, I'm doing good. Oh, good. What do you want to say, Ben? Uh, Nick Foles, to be successful in Jacksonville, he's going to need some linemen to protect him and a shutdown wide receiver who could catch the ball. You know, that is really interesting because Nick Foles is a really good quarterback. He can throw the ball really far, as we saw. We saw a lot of that, you know, last season and the season before. Um, but you're right. You got to have somebody on the other end to catch the ball. And that is that is one of the tricky things that people don't realize is that it's, being a quarterback is great. But uh, you can't, you know, you're not a you're not a running back. You're not just supposed to run. In fact, we got a we got an open mic message about that. I hope you're ready to carry a whole team on your back. 
because that's what you're going to need to do to get us to the championship or a Super Bowl. Right. So hopefully, like I said, hopefully there's a plan in place. Hopefully they're not just banking on Nick Foles. Hopefully they look at it. And I think, you know, I think they know we've got to have somebody who can catch this ball. Uh, but, you know, I mean, the flip side of that is you got to have somebody to throw it, too. So we're halfway there. We're halfway home. You know, I've never seen Nick Foles. I've never seen Nick Foles throw a, a football into the back of his own teammate's helmet. I've never seen him throw an interception off of someone else's foot. I've never seen any of that. In fact, I don't think that's ever ha- I've never seen any of that with any other quarterback except ours. So hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully good things will be in the future for Jacksonville and for uh, Nick Foles. Uh, some more advice for Nick Foles, who's coming to Jacksonville with his wife, by the way. And I believe they have some children. And uh, she's been she's been spotted on Instagram searching for Jack's Beach interior designers. So if you're a Jack's Beach interior designer, you know, might be might be some money in it for you. They've got some money to spend. I don't know if you heard, $88 million. You could probably buy uh, some really nice throw pillows for that. Also, he was spotted, I heard, and again, these, this is all conjecture and rumor, much like most of my show, but I heard he was at the BMW dealership on Atlantic Boulevard, which is what, uh, what Tom Bush, I believe that's the one up there, yeah. Um, and if he, if he was... Hey, he likes, he might be buying a BMW. Keep looking. If you see a BMW driving around, look in the window and see if you spot our new quarterback. Um, cause that could be him, which I will point out. If he is buying a BMW for a, uh, for a, 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 a professional NFL quarterback, that is a very sensible vehicle because a lot of these guys, I mean, the amount of money they spend on cars alone is redonkulous. It is so crazy. The amount of money that they spend on one automobile. Uh, but I mean, even with $88 million, you're like, well, you can spend $300,000 on a Ferrari. You've still got 80, 80, what? $87.6 million. That is true. But to me, I just feel like that is a lot of money. To me, it shows good decision making that he's like, I don't want to drive, you know, the, I mean, I'm not looking for an economy car. I can splurge a little bit, but I'm also not going to go off the deep end. I do have kids. I do have a family. I am trying to make a, uh, you know, I'm trying to make an impression. So I'm going to go to the BMW dealership, which to me, you know, for a, for a football player, it's that to me is a modest car for a man making 88 million dollars million dollars a year eight five five yeah chump change just ask aoc says jim on our face on our facebook any of the chump change bernie sanders is like 88 million that's what hillary paid me to drop out of the race what are you talking about go on i got a new house and i didn't have to throw a ball i just threw an election what did it come on he did nick Foles. you want did he get a house no 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 now i can still be president if i can live that long I'm 79 years old. 79 years old. It's crazy. 855-765-1045. Advice for Nick Foles, who's coming to Jacksonville. What's the one thing he needs to know when he hits Duval? It's the uh, Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Quick break. More of your phone calls. More of your open mic messages coming up next on News 104.5 WOKV. One of our assistants just came and said, I need some more Mark K Show t-shirts. There's a guy in the lobby demanding one. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I can't do anything about it right now. And uh, and they're writing on Facebook. They're like, don't they know you're doing a radio show? 
Like, I don't know, we got it on there light on, so maybe the bulb burned out. Maybe they don't, maybe they can't see it. Anyway, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, this is the Mark K Show. We got a couple more suggestions for Nick Foles that we're going to get to as he heads to Jacksonville to be our new quarterback. But man, this, real quick, this story that just broke about Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin being caught up in this, in this, in this cheating scandal. Lori Laughlin, for those of you that may not remember, she was Uncle Jesse's girlfriend. I forget her name on uh, Full House for several years. Um, and then Felicity Huffman starred on Desperate Housewives. She was the blonde on Desperate Housewives. Uh, that was actually the most like a housewife. They were charged with conspiracy to commit mail fraud and honest services fraud, which I don't even know what that means. But apparently there's some huge college cheating scandal. Forty people were charged, including coaches, uh, celebrities, CEOs. It's a large-scale college entrance exam cheating scheme, according to court documents. The alleged scheme focused on getting students admitted to elite universities as recruited athletes, regardless of their athletic ability. So students that had no athletic ability or prowess were getting, I guess, scholarships or they were getting admitted under the athletic programs. And then there was help. Uh, uh, then they were helping potential students cheat on their college exams. According to these indictments, and I assume there must be some money, whenever there, whenever you see mail fraud or uh, or honest services, any kind of fraud, it usually means someone's funneling money back and forth or somebody somebody is uh, is taking money and wire transferring it across state lines or, or God knows what else. But this is crazy. And this is wild. It's involving Georgetown University, Stanford University, UCLA, University of San Diego, USC, University of Texas, Wake Forest, which I mean, I grew up in the back in Wake Forest, in the backyard of Wake Forest University and Yale according to federal prosecutors, um, which is just another reason, just another reason not to go to college, not to waste your money on college, because you realize that if you if you send people to college, not everybody gets the fair shake. If you send people to college, you're, you have celebrities and CEOs, apparently, that are that are allegedly doing these misdeeds to game the system. So, you know what? Why not just forget it all and stay home and get, get a library card and just learn everything you need to know on your own time? While, uh, while saving a boatload of cash. 855-765-1045. This is Gene and Palaka. Gene, how are you? All right. I enjoy your show. Oh, Gene, thank you so much. That, that makes two of us. Uh, what do you um, what do you want to say to Nick Foles as he heads to town? Sure, take his family to San Augustine and go to the best restaurant in town. It's called Osteen. It's called what? The best fish, fish in town. Which one? And don't get Osteen's and don't forget the shrimp. They're the best in town. Okay, all right. We'll tell. We'll give him. A, we'll give him a, a shout out to Osteen's. Uh, we'll send Nick Foles that way. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people. I'm sure. I didn't mean. Just, I mean. You know, I guess a specific restaurant would be. A, you know, like hey. Uh, you know, Nick Foles. If you got kids, take them to the Loop on Mondays because kids eat free. Try mini bar donuts. I mean, there's tons of places we could. I wasn't necessarily looking for restaurant. Um, you know, recommendations. But that's always that. But that's also that's also a plus. Pedro from Jacksonville. How you doing, Pedro? Hi, how are you today, Mark? Doing great. What do you want to say, sir? Well, I've just uh, been listening to all that stuff about the uh, Democrats and socialism and all that um, stuff. Mm. And I, uh, I'm, I'm not laughing, but at the same time, I'm kind of concerned because it is very... Um, sometimes uh, people that don't know about socialism... They get attracted to, okay, let's take a look and see what's going on here. Let's see what they are going to give me for free. And uh, that's the problem with um, the left, especially in Latin America, because they offer all kinds of stuff to these people, 
and they get elected using the um, the democratic process. Then when they get into power, they change everything that your uh, political opponent won't be able to win any elections in the future. Yeah. So they take control over the whole thing. So you can see that in Nicaragua and uh, Ecuador, Bolivia. No, that's exactly Venezuela. that's exactly right. They promise people everything. They get into power and then they change the rules of the game so that they'll never lose power. And, exactly. and you're right. Exactly what they're doing in South, uh, Central America and South America and some other countries. I mean, that that's nothing. In fact, I think they learned that from the Democrats. That's something that I think is, you know, they've been doing here in this country for years or at least trying to. And we were joking earlier about the, the Whigs and the Federalists and the Democratic Republican Party way back when in history. And, you know, I don't want to bore you with it. But part of the reason we have this divide right now is because of Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton who most people only know Alexander Hamilton because he's a Broadway musical, and most people only know Thomas Jefferson. Well, I think a lot of people know who Thomas is. He was a pretty famous guy. But they started back way back in 17 blah, blah, bliggity, blah. Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton basically came together and created this two-party system because Alexander Hamilton was a federalist. He wanted bigger government. He wanted government control. He created the treasury. He wanted a national bank. He created a national bank. He was big about the United States of America and the government basically controlling everything because he didn't want anything to happen uh, with, you know, ironically, any any kind of you know monarchical control or dictatorship or anything like that. So he was all about the federal government, federal, federal, federal. And Thomas Jefferson was all like, "Yo, chillax, dude. Uh, <laughs> let's let's remember we're United States. We are Virginia. We're the Carolinas. We're Georgia. We're we're Delaware. We're Massachusetts. We're Pennsylvania. We are individual states that are combining together into a union to protect each other and whatnot um, and that kind of thing. But basically, he was the first kind of Republican. And a lot of modern day Republicanism of Republicanism is based on what Thomas Jefferson set forth on Thomas Jefferson's writings and philosophies and the way Thomas Jefferson governed as a president. And Thomas Jefferson hated like he that guy was passionate man. that guy. You don't overthrow a, 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 a country like Great Britain. You don't you don't declare a revolutionary war against the king of England unless you're passionate and outspoken and have some cojones. And they all did. They all did. Alexander Hamilton and, and, and Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, they were all, they were some loudmouth mother fathers. I mean, you know, they all hung out in the bar. That's why Samuel Adams has a beer name. Now, they were all, they did, they went to the pub, they drank beer, and they were like, you know what? Screw the king. Let's just screw it. We can do it, our, do it ourselves. And that's how the, this country was founded. That's how it was born. You know, it's the same way it's the same way your buddies decide to uh, to, you know, I don't know, um, water ski with trash can lids on a Saturday night. That's how they came up with the idea for the United States of America. So then they had these heated battles as to which party was better. And Thomas Jefferson said states rights, states rights. And they became the Republican Party. And 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 Alexander Hamilton said, no. Uh, George, I, I, he basically was the chief of staff of George Washington's first, you know, inaugural presidency. His, the George Washington administration, he was basically the guy, he was like the Jared Kushner or the, uh, he was the Dick Cheney, if you will, of George Washington's whole, whole presidency. And as a result, he was all about federalism. He was all about, uh, he was all about getting in there and, and making the country as big and as strong as possible. And as you can see, we still have that to this day. And the modern Democrat Party 
while very different than what it was even 20, 30 years ago, you know, they still use some of those tactics. They're still for big government. The problem is now they're taking another dramatic shift and they're saying, you know what, that's not even enough. That's not even enough. We don't even need we don't even need big government. We just need what they want, basically, that monarchical rule. They want that dictatorship. They want what you're seeing in Venezuela and a couple of other you know, countries around the world that are that are basically telling their their that are taking all of the value, all of the wealth from right out of their citizens pockets and dividing it up as they see fit. And that's where the Democratic Party is headed. That's where they want to go. So, you know, we need a we need a Thomas Jefferson on the other side to remind everybody, hey, it ain't about the United States of America. It's about the states of America. The individual states, each one of which has the right to decide what its citizens do, uh, what taxes they pay, you know, who governs them, what kind of choices they make. And as a federal government, we come together uh, to protect each other. But the federal government should not overstep its boundaries. That's kind of where we are now. Uh, it's going to look it's going to be a fun couple years. We're going to see. And again, I, we we've got we we found out that Wisconsin is where the Democrats are taking their convention because they lost Wisconsin to Donald Trump. And I guess they feel that by housing the convention there, they could win. Although I'd like to point out that they they were in Pennsylvania last time around. And we know how that state went in the end, in the wee small hours of the morning. So it looks like the Democrats, I mean, they are full-fledged in campaign mode, and they are going to pull out every single trick in their book and probably some new ones they've never tried before. And Donald Trump and the Republicans and the Republican National Committee and you, the voters, and us here, the media, well, this part of the media, we've all got to be diligent. We've all got to have our eyes open. We've all got to be ready to go and protect uh, you know, what we've wanted, which is that Republican form of government um, that we all hold. So so dear. I even forgot what we started talking. <laughs> we started talking about Nick Foles and we ended up talking about uh, wigs and Tories. It's, we, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. I got to take a quick break uh, before somebody else barges into the studio. This is the Mark K show on News 104.5 WOKV. We'll be right back. Nick Foles, I hope you get to the gym and do a lot of cardio because you're going to be doing a lot of running. Man, speaking of running, I just have to run all the way downstairs to my car to get a Marque Show t-shirt. And then I run all the way to the lobby and then run all the way back up here. And like for I'm not cut out for this, you know, exercise stuff, which is why I mean, I already have to stand uh, two hours a day. Thanks to Rich Jones, who wanted to build a standing desk in here. But uh, whatever, that's enough about me. Let's talk about you. 855-765-1045. We're following this story. And again, it's crazy. This whole thing with Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman, who have been charged in a large scale college entrance exam cheating scheme. Scheme. It's crazy. And uh, and it doesn't it's like wire fraud or something like they were. I don't even know the gist of it, but the way it seems like it or the way the, what I've been able to incur so far from the information is that some people apparently got into college uh, because they were they were brought in as athletes or they were admitted as athletes, even though even though they weren't athletes and it seems like there's some coaches involved some ceos there was some wire transfers or wire fraud or whatnot anyway it's crazy that these and these are two big stars Lori laughlin from from uh, full house everyone you know linked her to i think they did she dated uncle jesse for a while right didn't she john stamos i don't know if they ever got married um and then felicity huffman was on desperate housewives which was the precursor that was if you don't remember desperate housewives that show was a fake version of what the real housewives i guess are supposed to be they made they took the idea they stole it they put it on bravo and now they're I mean, now they're everywhere. Now they're everywhere. Lisa Vanderpump was literally just in Ponte Vedra giving away co uh, bottles of her new rosé at Winn-Dixie 
on Saturday morning. So anyway, this is we're going to follow this story. We'll get you more information. I'm sure we'll have more about it. Uh, we'll have more about it tomorrow. 855-765-1045. Mike in Jacksonville. How are you, Mike? I'm good. Thank you. Oh, good. Yesterday, you failed to mention with that health care discussion how well the government with the VA does health care. You know, people want universal health care. Yeah. I just thought that should be part of the equation when you discuss that. About how bad an the idea would thing, be. Well, yes, yeah. exactly. No, okay, I got you. Yeah, no, thing, thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate that. The other thing is yeah. Milwaukee for the convention. Yeah. You need to take that Green Bay Packer son of yours and go up there and you go to the Packer Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, that's that's a great idea. And enjoy that July up there. Yeah. Might need a parka, but uh Right. Well, that's a, it'd be a lot better off than in the heat down here. Mike, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate you know, look, here's the thing. First of all, I don't think he'd be interested because there's no actual football games in July and that's all he cares about. And second of all, the, there's no way in H-E double hockey six I would take any of my family members anywhere near the Democratic National Convention because that place is the great last time around in 2016. Every we went to Cleveland first. Cleveland, the Republicans were first. They had their convention in Cleveland and everybody was like, I can't believe you're going. It's going to be crazy. You're going to get killed. There's going to be rioting. There's going to be nuts, nut jobs everywhere. It's going to be it's going to be zaniness. Donald Trump's going to be, uh, you know, attacked. You're going to be attacked. It's, it's going to be wild. Totally the opposite. The the there was. Yes, there were protesters there, but they were calm. They were cool. They were kind of funny. They they built themselves into like fake walls. One of them was wearing like this really uh, shortcut midriff shirt and had a uh, Donald Trump, uh, you know, ventriloquist dummy. And she was a ventriloquist kind of uh, protester. It was really interesting, really interesting people. And I felt safe the entire time. And I wandered around free as a bird. And there were guys out there selling MAGA hats and Trump T-shirts. And, you know, everything was hunky dory. It was like a big party. Fast forward a couple of weeks. I went to Philadelphia for the Democratic National Convention. And you may or may not remember at that point in time, Hillary Clinton got the nomination. Not everybody wanted her to. And the people that didn't want her to, the people that were feeling the burn, they really didn't want her to. And they made everybody in the city of Philadelphia know it. And that one was where I was scared for my life. I'll tell you that story maybe tomorrow. It's the Mark K Show. Stay tuned for the news and Rush Limbaugh. They're coming up next on News 104.5 WOKV. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 